Hello. Welcome to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. This episode contains spoilers for scenario number 59, scenario number 60, and scenario number 20. This episode also contains spoilers for class number 17. Please enjoy responsibly. So there we were, watching a major villain monologue at a bear. Hey guys, welcome back to Misadventures. Good to have you back, uh, joining us yet again. Do a quick round of introductions, as always, just for in case you forgot over the week or uh, we got some new people joining us. My name's Casey. I'm playing the Brute Etu. I'm Garrett. I'm playing Tanzanite Stonechest, the Spellweaver. I am Skip. I am playing Skeevil the Shiv, the Vermling Mind Thief. And I'm Steve, and this is my first week playing as Rum and Coke, the Beast Tyrant, Vermling. The Beast bear. Tyrant. <laughs> so yeah, um, we weren't joking about spoilers for class number 17. We're all in on the Beast Tyrant, so... Hell yeah. Sit back and enjoy. Shenanigans will ensue with that class this week, guaranteed. Um, also this week, we tackle three adventures in our play session it was a long night i think we played till like the wee hours of the morning it was good stuff though totally worth it yeah um so full disclosure the second two scenarios are way more interesting than the first one so we will cover the first one fairly quickly tonight um the other ones though are just madness so that'll be a lot of fun so yeah let's just go ahead and kick things off what we want to do is with this session was we wanted to get Garrett's character retired because I think truth be told Garrett's getting a little tired of the spellweaver. Uh yeah, I, you know, we never really synced up. You know, it's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Um you know, you, you gave her a chance. She's just not your style. So yeah. um so yeah, we'll get you through this tonight. We'll make it through. We'll unlock something new for you hopefully. And um yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the new character is. So anyway, uh, first things first, we have to go to scenario number 59, which is the Forgotten Grove. Sounds kind of mysterious. Yeah. I don't remember that one much. No? We were going there because <laughs> we needed to get it. the... Because um, it's a Forgotten Grove. Get... You're horrible. <laughs> this, is, this is where the magic ingredient I needed was, right? All the work I did... You know, culminating in oh, cool! Just run over to this grove and like pick this flower and and save the village. Awesome, yeah, yeah. super easy. easy. Yeah, easy. Um, so yeah, this scenario had three rooms. One of which was actually pretty big. It was technically like a fourth tile set. It just kind of mashed together to make a room. Yeah, and then uh, cave bears, hounds, and forest imps. Um, so I was a little bit relieved on this one because even though there's four stamps, Garrett, you'd already met your requirements to kill four stamps. So right. I didn't think you're going to blow your load quite as fast. Yeah. Hounds, um, though, can be really bad if it stacks in the wrong way. Yep. Yeah, screw hounds. I hate hounds. I was not looking forward to hounds in this scenario. Um, and this was my uh, my first run with the bear. Yeah, it, it was. And you kicked off the scenario right, man. Like, we got right into the action with your bear. There was an elite bear in the first room, and I immediately called it. I'm like, we're doing this. We're going to pair <laughs> these bears up and see how this goes. I think the elite bear came out swinging a little harder than your bear, if I recall correctly. He did, he did, but my bear can heal, so, you know. That's right. 
it all ended good. Um, so the first room was kind of a pain in the butt just because there was a bunch of uh, debris in the way that you had to kind of move around. Made moving a bit of a challenge. Uh, for my brute, I got to jump around um, to get to some good spots. Uh, so I think Skip and I tied up the left side of the room, which yeah. had a, a non-elite bear and a couple of forest imps. And I was pulling center the- with the bear. Yeah, you were pulling center with the bear, and Garrett was kind of taking care of the right side of the map. Which made sense, because you had to get to the, the last room for the chest and everything, right? Yep. But right. then, it, it, things were going pretty smoothly until the elite hound took a bite out of Coke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we decided that I should probably go over there and help out, so I had to do a little more bounding through the room to get over there. For, for um, reference, sake, Coke is the the little vermling that goes with the bear. It's two figures, and yes, he, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of health. <laughs> no, he also doesn't leave this in, this room where we start in you the entire scenario. One hex piece, is that right? Like, I think you move like one to the right, and that's it. I, th- yeah. I think the last round he moved a couple more to loot some money that would have been on the ground the whole match. Yeah, man, that checks out. He's just there to to hang out with the bear. Yeah. Um, other than that one little mix up with uh, that, the hound getting too close to our little vermling friend went fairly smoothly in this room. Um, well, I, I think it might be this room and I'm not positive. This was like a foreshadowing for the rest of the night um, was when I went to the left side. and I couldn't take care of these guys as fast as I normally could because I drew like a crit or a critical or a, what is it? A null. I, I missed yeah. right away. And then the yep. next attack, after I shuffled, I drew another null. And yeah. That's right. why that's the right. left side took so long for me to get rid of. And I, I kind of took a, a took a hit from that the rest of the night. Anytime someone drew a null, I got thanked for it. So yeah. it was mm-hmm. not a, a good one for me. <laughs> and Skip, Skip, you'll see, had a, a rough night just yeah. overall. Really uh, did. And – also, so a lot of anything, anytime something went wrong in this scenario or scenario 60, it was really Garrett's fault because we're on all right. these stupid missions just for him to c- complete his side, his quest. <laughs> and we found out it's not quite as noble of a deed as we originally thought. We thought he was curing some big disease and it was just like for this little bitty village that probably has like seven people uh, in it. I'm sorry. I thought all lives mattered, but no, that's fine. No, you're good. That's fine. <laughs> Rock people lives matter too, Casey. Uh huh. <laughs> how do they get diseases? I don't look. I, how do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna make anyway. I was gonna make a lichen pun there, but I <laughs> took too long. Insert pun here. Right. I would liken it to AIDS research. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Bad joke. So the second- <laughs> and an AIDS joke. That's that's yeah. Great. It's, it's real real classic. Uh, the second room. We opened the door and immediately on the other side of that door was a pack of hounds, which again, I don't know if we've explicitly said this enough. Screw hounds. They're the worst. Yeah. And their strength comes with like attacks that are if they're adjacent to another hound. Right. So them traveling in packs, you get one by itself. You're fine. But a couple of them together can really be a problem. So we had to like slug our way through those at the door while avoiding like the multi attacks. I think we had enough people near the door though. We were able to clear them out pretty care, uh, pretty easily and fairly safely. Didn't you kind of split the room in between the, um, the imps and the hounds and kind of work in the middle? I did. Yeah. And there was a bear mixed in there too, but it was just a, you know, we know what happens to bears when they mess with our bear. That's right. Um, and then, yeah, the poor uh, the poor imps just never really got a chance to do much. 
in the room. They died stupid fast, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. It's the life of an imp, man. It's the life of an imp. Um, the biggest challenge in this room, honestly, was the spike traps blocking the next doorway. Like, we had to kind of navigate over those, and we'd all been kind of out of jump, so we had to start resting to get our jumps back. Then I think... So I jumped in and then jumped back over the traps to kind of pull things into the room with us to have them trigger the traps. Yep, right. And that worked great, except there was a bunch of things out of the room and it just created a massive log jam. Yeah, it did. That we kind of slogged our way through. Well, and the tile leading up to that door was kind of like a, you know, two wide and four long. And so yeah. you've got this just whole corridor of death and like all of the monsters are crammed in there and we're all crammed in there. No one fits anywhere. And we're having to like juggle each other's bodies to get within attacking ranges for our different turns. It was a, it was a bit of a mess, but there weren't any like elite golems or anything, right? It was just monsters. No, no it was fine. like an elite Force stamp, and at this point, we've seen enough force stamps. We yawn and kill it. Yeah. Um, no monster surprises in this map. Which, so, you know, that made me feel good. It's like, oh, man, this was easy. Now we're here at the tree, and I'm going to get my mushroom off it or whatever the hell it was, you know? That's right. And then we went to get it, and somebody else had already taken it and had probably had apparently messed up this area to piss off all these animals. And so yep. now we had to go track down who that was. Um, and that takes us to scenario number 60, which is so much fun. But before we get to that... Hey, Steve, what what's cooking? Uh, let's see. I believe that week we were doing the smoked Gouda cronuts. Yeah, we yes. were. Uh, roasted chicken thighs over a bed of quinoa. And, and we had a nice gravy over the chicken thighs and quinoa. Yes, that's right. It was a nice chicken gravy. And did you sous vide those chicken thighs? And then yes. is that how those were done? Yes, I was yeah. sous vide those because it's a mm-hmm. nice lazy way to cook and it does a great job. <laughs> Mine just came in today, so that is going to be the rest of my week. <laughs> Yeah. Those smoked Gouda, smoked Gouda cronuts were oh, yeah. quite tasty. For, for reference, yeah. it's, I got to say that. Yeah, I was just going to. Next huh? Next time, <laughs> toss some bacon in there too. Oh, magic. That is a good idea. You know they actually make a bacon smoked Gouda. Okay. I should have just started right. with that. But yeah, for, for for those at home, it's it's literally just like Pillsbury croissant dough wrapped around smoked Gouda, and then you, you wrap it into a ring and then deep fry it. Then you eat it. Oh, yeah. It's so let it, good. Let it cool first, and then you eat it. Very important step in there. That's right. Uh, so now that we've feasted, we can move on to scenario number 60, which is the alchemy lab. So apparently the guy who took the cure from you, Garrett, was the guy we thought we were trying to get help from. And we tracked him down to a university, like research lab that right. happened to be on fire. A little bit. Um, I thought the setup on this one was really interesting. Um, it, yeah. There's, there's first of all, there's a lot of different creatures in here. Um, there was a time limit. Oozes, giant vipers, hounds, rending drakes, and spitting drakes all in there, which we had not seen drakes before. There was a twelve round time limit, which is the first time we've seen a time limit. And it was one of those where you had to loot all the treasure tiles. We've seen that before, and that's interesting. But then you also had to get back to the your spawn points because you had to exit the burning building, right? And and if we stuck around longer than seven turns, we started taking damage at the beginning of every round from the fire. Now everyone would take damage, monsters included, but still not a good set, you know. Um, So you know what I I felt like. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know what I liked about the scenario. 
Mm. Was like that? rum proved himself in the last one, and I think this is where Coke started proving himself. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so I felt like we had a really strong plan going uh-huh. into this because there's a main central room that we started in that's like it's two tiles worth of room, and there's no monsters in there, but there's four doors. So like okay, so there's going to be a chest probably in each door. We only have so many turns, so let's like divide it up, right? I'm the brute's going to go to the farthest away door because I've got the best movement. Um, and then Garrett, you were bringing along your like your lost car that gave you eight movement. So that made you right. fairly fast. Mm-hmm. So you were going to go to the second close, the farthest door. And then um, Skip and Steve, you guys were just going to handle the, you're going to handle the nearest doors and then just kind of run crowd control while Garrett and I weren't going to care about monsters at all. We were just going to book yep. it, grab the things, book it back out. And y'all were just going to hold things off while we got back to the spot. It was a great plan. Easy. peasy, Perfect plan. Nothing possibly could go wrong. <laughs> Um, so I take off, I zip as fast as I can down the hallway to get to that door at the far end and then skip. You want to, you want to let Skip <laughs> do the honors on this one? Cause it was amazing. Oh, oh, just yeah. For reference sake from spawn to like the door Casey was going to was 15 movement. So, I mean, it was a serious run, you know, down this hallway. Yeah. Uh, Skip had three points of movement to get to his door. Right. Yeah. What, what'd you find? Yeah, so, uh, I popped open the door, and the only thing I hear at this point is Casey laughing because he looked <laughs> at the book to see what was in it, and uh, he's like, "Go ahead and bring out all the vipers." <laughs> like, right. Kidding, right? This isn't a big room, guys. No, no. It's, what is it? A four by four. And yeah, there's two empty spaces in the end. <laughs> so we uh, we we proceed to fill up every every space practically, and. I think this actually caused problems later because we were planning on opening all the doors. We ran out of, of uh, like elite tiles or, or, or regular uh, holders. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. yeah. So they populate all of these things in there. And I just, I kind of look dumbfounded. I don't know what to do. So uh, I think I, I ended up dropping my ring of skull skeleton as a backup. And I kind of begged Steve a little bit for, for rum's help or Coke's help. Well, rum, rum was already <laughs> yeah. on his way over. Oh, rum was okay. Yeah, so I was okay. like, Garrett. Yeah, Garrett did stop yeah. briefly in his run to the back to throw like a fireball or something. <laughs> and he hit like one snake. <laughs> I yeah, I threw a fireball and I threw a summon down on right. the way out. And uh, uh. I think at that point we kind of figured out maybe the oddly enough the best decision instead of me backing out was to jump into the middle of it. But <laughs> yep. I kind of wedged myself in the corner so only two could possibly attack me at one time, which yeah definitely um, kept you alive. Yeah, it, it worked out pretty well because that allowed Rum to get into the doorway, I think, or I can't, or maybe one of the summons. I can't remember, but we at least got a couple people attacking them, and it it took a while. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were fighting yeah. snakes pretty much the whole scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so I hit my furthest door on turn three, I believe, turn three or four. Yeah, um, and, and then I. There was five hounds in that room, which, as we've established, I hate hounds. But luckily, I did my trample move into there and then went ahead and popped my Warhammer. So I was able to stun the ones around me and land on the treasure chest. So I had the treasure chest. Great. Now I just got to get out of this room surrounded by wolves. Uh, Garrett, had, you weren't too far behind me, right, going to your door? About the time you landed on your chest, I was hitting my door. 
Okay, and then there was a spitting drake and two renning drakes in there, but you right. did something like they never did get an attack off on you, right? No, so I set it up to where like I stopped right in front of my door and then I used my eight move with jump and I hopped in there, got the chest and hopped back out and then just took off down the hallway. Yeah, um, so you only had a few things in there. They were in hot pursuit and then Steve, at some point you opened your yeah. door before we had finished with the snakes. Because like, Rum was doing a good job and I was thinking he was going to come back pretty quickly. And yeah. plus, you know, we had the time limit, so I'm like, I should pop the door and see what's in there. Only to find, was it five oozes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the moment, then they immediately split. Right. This, this was our first time, I think, fighting the oozes, right? It is. And yeah. then we started seeing yeah. the cards come out where they they generate more and whatnot. And I was like, yeah. And my character again has no jump. I think that's going to be a theme going through <laughs> so, this. Well, and you yeah. have your whole deck geared to, like, augmenting rum, right? You're not really a, an attacker yourself. Right. Right. And rum had, like, seven snakes hanging on him at the, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he, he was busy. <laughs> um, that's when we got our brilliant plan. So, yeah. that's Well, you had the brilliant plan. I was just a, uh, a vessel in your plan. Um, I was happy to be a part of the moment. Um, yeah, because like Skip was still slogging through snakes, but it was going to take you forever to get through those oozes. Yeah. Like it was going to be a group effort. Yeah. But you had a bit of an idea because you have a very unconventional yeah, card. Right. The disorienting roar card, which the bottom is a loss, but it allows me to swap the position of any two figures. So that's characters, enemies, whatever. And I figured since you had jump, yeah. you'd be a good candidate. I could swap you out with one of the oozes, bring you in there. You could grab the chest and just book it out of there. Which right, yeah, uh, which worked out pretty well. Um, I mean, so you swapped me with the elite ooze that got him out of the way, and then yeah, in one turn I was able to grab the chest and I aggroed the oozes towards me, which kept them from destroying you. And then the next turn I was able to jump out while you were moving to a spawn point skip comes sliding in at the same moment. He finally got snake free. He comes sliding in. And then despite how smoothly this sounds like it's going somehow Garrett starts to do it. Like he sits down and is like, I don't know if I make it without going exhausted. I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> which, all of this which by the way you. would oh, fail fire. the scenario, right? Yep. Yeah. Cause the building's on fire and he would have gotten exhausted in there. Um, he had exactly enough movement to get back to a like spot. He had to point. make sure we knew which tile he needed to land on so that we didn't accidentally stop <laughs> yeah. there. It was, I mean, yeah, I it was just too close. I think we even put a marker on the tile that yep. basically, do not touch yep. this tile. This is Garrett's yep. tile. <laughs> oh. I was, this whole time, too, like the snake doors opening, the building being on fire, all these oozes. We met, made sure to let Garrett know this was all yeah. his fault. Every By the way, <laughs> while we succeeded, uh, Rum still died in that scenario. Or, or, yeah, sure. or, or took full damage, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, he is a bear summon, so yeah. he comes back. But that was that was your fault, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the, the fail states were like, you know, anyone exhausts off of uh, the spawn point or you don't get all the treasure chests, you know. Or you don't so, make it back to spawn. Right. That was real nerve wracking. All the and it's not like you could have teleported my dead body at that point either because you had just teleported Casey, yeah. right? It's a loss. So. Uh, so anyway though, we made it barely, which completed <laughs> your quest. 
Oh, I see what I did there. Crap. <laughs> uh, so that that completed your uh, your life goal, Garrett. Yes, which lets you did. retire the Spellweaver. Now, you didn't unlock a new class. It let us open Envelope X. Spoiler and, warning. And that's all we're going to say about that's all we're going to say about Envelope X, I think. Yep. We the, can go the into spoiler is we got Envelope X. That's it. Yeah. Um, we opened it, we read it, etc. More importantly, you got to pick another class, but there was no new class, so you're going to be rolling with one of the other base classes. Um want yeah. to go ahead and uh, talk about that? Yeah, I was a little disappointed, you know, that it didn't unlock a new class. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Um, so I went and looked through all the options. And technically, I could have rolled Spellweaver again and started it over and tried to not suck. But I decided not to go that route. Uh, I wanted direct damage. And Casey told me that Scoundrel has some of, like, the best, like, single target direct damage skills. So I went for it. Picked up Scoundrel by the name of um, Herd. No. Herd yes. Nerfer. Herd Nerfer, correct. <laughs> um, and got them ready to go. Did not change out any of the cards, kind of just rolled with the default. Uh, picked up a few items, you know, something to get back a couple discards and some eagle eye goggles and some movement boots and got ready for the next event. Yeah. So you picked up some brute boots, some brute boots, which I ended yeah. up not even using in the scenario we're about to go into. But, you know, <laughs> I, I have them. That's what matters. Yeah. Uh, so having wrapped that all up, Garrett's seemed relieved, seemed eager to try out his new character. Yeah. So we decided to pick up our main story where we had left off and we had hunted Jexera down. This is scenario number 20 we're about to go into. And it was the only Necromancers. midnight, right? And yeah. snowing. That was a great. That was a great day. Uh, yeah, it was. That's when uh, the uh, the car horn got stuck, yeah. right? It, 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 and well, you made, you made fun of him from the third floor, and I'm like, he's freezing to death, <laughs> and you're criticizing him. He's running out there with no shoes yeah. on, wrapped in a blanket, trying to <laughs> unfreeze his car horn so he stops waking up the entire apartment complex. <laughs> and you're yelling so at him. So anyway, we tracked Jexra down to the Necromancer Sanctum. The goal for this one was to kill her, so things were going down for sure. Um, it was four rooms, living bones, cultists, night demons, living corpses, and her. Mm-hmm. Pretty standard fare at this point with the inclusion of night demons, which I was excited about because oh, I was just checking another demon off the list. You know what I'm saying? And at this point, you only have three demon types left, including night yeah. demons. Yep, sun and fire are the others. And this this was the one where our sole objective was to just kill her, right? Not everything, right? Which I Correct. think like we hadn't even left uh, the first room before we had our dastardly plan. Yeah, that's yes, right. Which once you go and tell them our dastardly plan, they could probably guess. Yeah, it was it's very similar to the other plan where I teleported Casey, um, but this time we were going to teleport Jexera because we were assuming she was going to be surrounded by guards and whatnot. So we figured. Worst case scenario, we clear out one of the rooms. We had two options off the second room. So we clear out one of them. If we get it wrong, we just, I don't know, swap her with Skip's Rats or something like that. We'll get to that. We'll get to how the plan worked out. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we're planning on breaking this game as much as possible with uh, the Beast Tyrant. (laughs) Hey, this game Um, plays you. you got to play it back. That's right. (laughs) Uh, so anyway uh, the first room 
had three living bones and three cultists in it. And I had a fantastic idea, and I was up first because Scoundrel, like my slowest card, is like a 10. Not really, <laughs> but most of them are under 20, and then I've got like a couple that are over 50, but I was first on almost every single turn. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I've got like a scorpion, like, get over here thing. And I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to yank him over to me and I'm going to do this awesome like dagger razzle dazzle and it's going to be amazing. And I yank it over to me and then I skipped all over. Just <laughs> totally like pull a null. It was glorious. First move. First it- uh, yeah. yeah. It went good from there, but it, I was like, oh, good. This is how this character is going to go then. <laughs> yeah, we, we we took care of the situation. The brute brute went in there and helped you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we just changed into like a, a super heavy melee party with yeah. the scoundrel and the bear. Um, and the things in here could like, you know, they could attack two things at once or the cultists have the little explodey thing, but they don't really hit that hard. And we do. Oh, yeah, we f- do feel like we just kind of stabbed things in the face for a little bit and we're lo- we looked up and we were done with this room. Yeah, it went stupid <laughs> Yeah, fast. it was it was brutal. It was fantastic. And like I still had all my cards and that was so <laughs> amazing feeling. Didn't you didn't you jump in the back, Casey, like just like straight up like, zing right past them and then start punching them from behind? I did. Yeah, yeah. cuz yeah, cuz uh, so I jumped behind the cultist and yeah. used my uh my attack that kind of hits two hexes yeah. and yeah, it just started getting so, in their face. It was a little, yeah. That, that, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that that room worked out pretty well. And it, uh, my, uh, my, I forgot which, what card it is to the perk card. The, um, what is that thing called? <laughs> the battle goal. The battle goal. Thank you. Um, my battle goal for this turn or this, this, uh, scenario was actually collect five, uh, Five gold or tokens or cash, yeah. or whatever, right? Well, yeah. that didn't work out so well with our new, our newest thief, basically, because he can run across money and just snag it. And yeah, Scoundrel has a lot of looting options. Yes, he does that really, really well, and uh, that was uh, a point of contention because every time I saw a gold, I saw it for one turn, and then it was yeah. gone. <laughs> Well, and, you know, I never picked up gold on Tanzanite, and so this character, of course, has to just take every piece he can find, yeah. right? Totally make it up for it. The second room wasn't as smooth, and they did. though. No, no. No, it, it wasn't, because we got kind of caught up in a doorway again. The, we, yeah. we ran into night demons for the first time, which, I first of all, I was excited about, and then they all turned invisible. That was yeah. bad times. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, and they kind of got us clogged up in the doorway a bit. And they have... Uh, they didn't have a ton of hit points, but they had high shield. Yeah. And it made it oh. a little bit of a pain to, just, uh, to attack through them. And we're trying to finish them off before some cultists showed up. Even though, let's be honest, I mean, they're just cultists. But uh, end of the day, though, long story short, I got a night demon kill. I got to check it off my list. And that's really all that matters about this room. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the night demons put up a decent fight just because there's three of them. And the way they're positioned in the room, we it's almost a movement obstacle to get in a good spot to fight them. And then we kind of had to wait for them to uninvisible. And then they were they also using, had some range attacks, though, too. Didn't uh, they? Which was Yeah, they were using they some range. Good. Yeah. And, you know, so that room was kind of set up like an elbow, right? Kind of a bend. And yeah. there's a 
you know, a cluster room off the bend and one at the end. And it's like, well, obviously they're going to be at the end. So let's just run down here and get them. That wasn't the case. It wasn't. And that, well, and another thing about that, that room is it had two traps in front of the door. So yeah, that's probably good. So I jumped over the door. I did, you know, as, as we do from time to time, I jump over the traps, I open the door, I jump back and they come out. Um, no jacks were in there, but there was lots of money, a treasure chest, and two elite living corpses. Yeah. Uh, they immediately ran into traps and were at like half health, and then we finished them off. <laughs> and, and then, then I ran uh, in the room and looted everything. <laughs> yeah, you got a cool weapon out of it, too. Um, yep. We'll give the name of it, but we won't necessarily go into the stats. It is very situational weapon, but it's called the Skullbane Axe. Yeah. It's nice and thematic for this dungeon, but I don't have you used it yet since then. I believe I sold it the first time we got back to town. You were just money hungry, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so we we cleaned out this room, but we were not done with this room. Not no, by sorry. a long shot. Um, we carefully positioned ourselves in this room. Uh, Skip, was it your rat swarm that you summoned in the into the middle of the room? Yep. And, and this room was a great little like circle as much as one of these rooms yeah. can be a circle. So we had this, yeah. this just enough um, room for us to yeah, fit. Yeah, we had this tile know? practically surrounded. And, the, and the rats couldn't move because there was no enemies for yep. them to chase. Right. But you could tell your yeah, bear I got manual move. movement cards uh, on the bear command. So I sent him to the, the room we didn't open and he popped on the door. And Yep. Uh, Jexer was in there along with two living bones, three living corpses, traps. Like there was just a wall of bad guys between us and her. And she uses her special abilities to summon more bad guys. Like it was, it's, it seems like it's going to be one long slog of a fight. Real quick bro Um, tip that we came up with during this encounter. You know, when you have an extra summoned creature or a double from like a slime, it doesn't drop money. Right. right. Uh, And it can get confusing, especially in these rooms where there's just tons of stuff respawning. If what we ended up doing was just putting the um, pieces in the stand upside down, if it was summoned, and yeah. then you know, like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so the funny thing is, because this is like a boss fight against this woman we've known since scenario one, right? We've kind of been doing this quest, and it's leading up to this fight. So she has a monologue, <laughs> but she's monologuing to a bear she's never seen before. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's just sitting there growling in the doorway uh, she, while she's like talking smugly at him. She I really know you come here. And then there was a poof and she wasn't there anymore. <laughs> we turned her yep. into rats. Yeah, so we swapped her with the rats and then she was surrounded by four of us. And then she was very dead. Um, it was a yeah. bloodbath. Yeah. She was very dead. There was like two rounds she survived and while she did... All the rat, the rat swarm was aggroing everything the in that room. <laughs> now the rat swarm, somebody put shield yes. on it, and yep. it just kept living. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember how uh, I got, I got that one card that gives um, all summons shield. Yep. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it was. We took what would should have been this beastly boss fight and just hacked it, and then we hacked her up to bits. It was, it was so fantastic. Satisfying. It this, was great. This was when I was like, "All right, Coke, Coke can contribute to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
We had a couple. So that wraps up our three sessions. Yep, going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the brute hit level five. The mind thief hit level five. Um, did your beast tyrant level up this game? I, I know you were you had a bit of a distance to go because you uh, just kind of hit. No, no you yeah. hadn't because the next uh, we were about to go to prosperity three in town and that bumped you. Up. Yeah, yep. I think that's next. That Visible. was lucky for me because I had just started a new character and I get the level three bump right away yeah. pretty much, you know? Yeah. I, actually, I don't um, think I, I leveled up to five because I think I was like four short and it was... Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. So only I hit level five. So let me run through um, my card choices there and then we can discuss that. So for level five, level five for me actually has two pretty good options. I was a little bit torn between what to take out or which are the two to take. So the first one is uh, skirmishing maneuver. So uh, spare dagger is a really good card I've got, right? Cause it's got up on top. It's got a range attack. It's got range attack three for at three range and generates an XP and it's not a loss. This has the same ability on bottom. Um, and then the top of it is attack two, move two, attack two. Um, it also has a fantastic initiative. So that that card seems great all around. I've got more ranged attacks. I've got more ways to generate experience. Whirlwind is the other option. Um, the top one is you do an attack four to all adjacent enemies, and you get an XP for each enemy you attack. Uh, the offset there, though, is it's a loss. So... Uh, Except for like the last room, you've got basically just an attack two up top. Uh, the bottom though is really good. Um, I'm, fi- I'm fine not using the top till the end because the bottom is a move four that then lets me do a push three on an enemy I'm adjacent to. And it's got good initiative. Um, and so that's great. I'm finding myself looting less, so it could repl- replace grab and go pretty seamlessly. I would still have a move four, but then a much better top than the loot one. I ended up going with Skirmishing Maneuver over Whirlwind. I just felt like the the top of it, because it has attacks, and even though the attacks aren't huge up top, there's two attacks there. It's more flexible. I also have movement up top, which I can pair with another movement card to really move across the battlefield if I need to. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, the bottom is just great. I love having an extra ranged attack with that uh, XP. Um, I did have trouble, though, deciding what card to swap out Skirmishing Maneuver for. Like I said, uh, Grab and Go, I'm using less, but I lose some... Like, if I swap out Grab and Go, I lose some movement. Uh, Warding Strength is another one. Um, that's the one that lets me, like... It gives me Shield 1 on 6 attacks. But it's initiative slow, and I'm finding I don't need it quite as much, especially now that I've got Juggernaut, which just negates 3 attacks. So I could swap that one out too, but I lose a little bit of attack. So it's, I kind of find myself during level five swapping out. Like sometimes I would use grab and go. Sometimes I would use warding strength and kind of going back and forth there. But um, so yeah, skirmishing maneuver, more XP, more range attacks and a um, less movement overall when I'm not using grab and go, but more flexibility into that movement. So that, that was a pretty nice card. I like both of those cards in that one. It was a hard decision to make. So, um, and so I was, yeah, I was the only one that leveled up. Uh, so Garrett, after one, after one little playthrough here, and we, we will go ahead and do like a full episode kind of 
of you dissecting your spell weaver at some right. point and you sit down and kind of do a review like we did with skip stinker or steve stinker um but uh for now what are your initial impressions of the scoundrel do you think you're going to like it better than the spell weaver I do think so. You know, with my Spellweaver, pretty much any time I wanted to do anything big or anything that would really make an impact on the fight, it would be a lost card. And yes, I could get them all back once, but what to do? You know, with my um, Scoundrel, I'm able to do big attacks over and over and over and over. You know, we finished that last scenario, uh, and even though we did cheese it a bit, I finished it with no lost cards by the end. I mean, nice. geez, you know, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> Normally I would have been burned out by that point. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that. Enjoy the single uh, target damage. I do miss my AOEs that did help us a few times, but, you know, we'll just have to kind of have to see how that plays out because we haven't hit any really hard group rooms yet. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. I'm a little worried about that, but maybe as it levels up, I'll have more AOE options. I have not looked ahead into that yet. Okay, well, for now, though, it's a promising start, and uh, hopefully you got a bright future ahead of you there. Oh, did you want to go ahead and share what your new life goal is with the scoundrel? Uh, yeah, spoilers on if you don't want to know life goals. Uh, but as I am a scoundrel who's all about, you know, robbing, taking money, doing scoundrelous things, um, I have a very noble uh, life goal. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what it's called now. Shit. Uh, do you remember it, Casey? I don't right offhand. If you, I tell you what, is it in your pack? I mean, we can just edit yeah. this. Okay, let me find it real quick. I mean, I know like what I need to do. I just don't remember what it was called. Rising Sun looks like a whole lot of board game. I threw down on backing Nemesis, by the way. Nemesis? What, what is this? It's like what a sci-fi alien survival horror board game. Okay, okay. Is yes. it still on Kickstarter? They're looking to ship out, I think, in September. Okay. <laughs> it is called Lawbringer, right, which three, is ironic two, for a one, live. There we go. All right. So, spoilers if you don't want to know life goals, but my new life goal is Lawbringer, because if there's anything a scoundrel is, it is virtuous and law-abiding. So, I need to kill bandits, really, is my goal. Ne'er-do-wells. And once I accomplish that, then we'll see. Maybe we'll get a new class in the mix. Maybe we'll open another envelope. I don't know yet, uh, but that is my goal. I've got to take care of the bad guys. I like the idea. I like the idea that it's like an ironic title, and you're just killing them to get rid of competition. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, scoundrels, you know, I already with the nerf herder, I've got kind of the homage to, you know, Han Solo. And, and he was a, a good boy scoundrel. And, you know, an anti-hero, yeah, it's working right? out. Sure. Um, sure. I also like the thought that this whole storyline with Jexera involves so many bandits and cultists. And now that she's dead, we might not <laughs> ever see enough. I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm so mad about it. Uh, no, we do have some uh, some of those crypt scenarios we have open have to have cultists in them. We can so always we redo those scenarios, guys. can't we? Cool. Or is that outside the story? You you can do them for like funsies and th- certain things count and certain things don't. But I do believe you can count your 
Okay. Life goals towards that, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't feel like there's going to be any short of bandits because that's just such a good yeah. general enemy. I mean, you right? might luck out with your sure. level five solo thing too. Yeah, I got to do that when I finally hit level five. But yeah, whatever. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we've got things are changing. It was good to meet Rum and Coke and just see what they oh, were yeah. all about this session. God, I, I can't wait to see how all this teleportation plays out, you know? <laughs> I was very thankful for them. <laughs> for for uh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's good we don't have to deal with that Spellweaver's tasks. We got errands we got to help out horrible. with anymore. So, uh, so yeah, good riddance to her. And right. um, I guess good riddance to all the listeners too because it's uh, we're about – I think it's about time there, to there wrap up for this episode. I want to make though. But, I um, because I believe, oh please do. Was that this or the next scenario where we had the the Tinkerer City event? Oh, that was. Uh, I think it was next scenario. I think right, we opened we'll up with that then. one next time. My bad. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'll jump in and do my thing then. Okay. All right, guys, we're on Twitter at GPUB Radio, Facebook, Gamer Public Radio, MisadventuresPodcast.com, and Gamer Public Radio Podcast.com for our flagship podcast. We will see you guys next Friday. You've been listening to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. Please join us every Friday for new episodes at MisadventuresPodcast.com or find us on your podcast application of choice. Music for this podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod. For more of Kevin's work, please check out Incompetech.com. See you next time.